Kyle, what a performance last night from the Canucks, and specifically future Canuck, Vladislav Gavrikov. We're going to tell you why the Canucks should be all in on the Russian defenseman. It's Banksy, and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Vladislav Gavrikov, how he should be a target for the Canucks this offseason. We're also going to get into Trevor's notes presented by Kyle. But first, let me introduce that guy. He doesn't quite love Vladislav Gavrikov as much as I do. But Kyle, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm sipping some coffee. I like it black because I'm a tough Hindu. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Uh... I'm excited to talk about, you know, the future of the Vancouver Canucks. You know, I was driving in today, and I told myself, uh, are, are me and Trevor really going to ask, or tr- are Trevor and I really going to go through Game 81 and Game 82 coming up with the Vancouver Canucks? Are we going to talk about what this team needs to do to make sure they got their fundamentals in order for next season? No! No! We're jumping right to the offseason right away. Trevor's got a defenseman that he wants on the team. He knows more about this defenseman than I do, uh, but enough about us two. Remember, we get to the comments at the end of the show because we save the best for last, right? Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Begsy, take take the floor. Tell us why we should spend a lot of money. I'm guessing six years at 6.75 per Ooh. minimum, minimum, minimum. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, let me give you a brief rundown of why I'm a fan of Vladislav Gavrikov. So we touched on Gavrikov and Ivan Barbashev. A couple weeks ago here on Locked On Canucks, if you want to hear uh, that episode, go check it out. And really the tie-in was Rick Dollywall reported that, you know, they're both Milstein clients and the Canucks have inquired about both. Uh, of course, not breaking any uh, any rules or tampering rules or anything like that. But I'm just, I, I've been watching Gavrikov a bit more, especially in LA. And maybe it's a short sample size because again, he's he's looked really good with the Los Angeles Kings since coming over at the deadline. But you know, he's 27 years old. Left shot defenseman. I think he fills a massive need for the Canucks. Um, obviously, you got Hughes and you could throw whoever, probably Bear uh, beside him, but you could throw a mediocre defenseman with Quinn Hughes and that pair is going to succeed. What the Canucks really need in a second, on a second pair is uh, Heronic to have a solid partner. And I think that's why Gavrikov should be a top target for the Canucks this season. You know, this guy, again, played on a brutal Columbus squad. His numbers were brought down by the fact that he played on such a bad squad, but Here's what Gavrikov does. He's a great defensive defenseman. He can skate. He's physical in the corners. When I'm watching this guy, he's finishing his checks. He's taking the body. You know, again, he's not a perfect hockey player, but as in terms of, you know, kind of new school defensemen who are who are physical and who can skate, you know, Gavrikov checks those boxes. I think the contract, like you said, Kyle, is probably the main sticking point. But, you know, we mentioned it before on the show. I, I think aside from signing Pedersen, you know, targeting a, a solid second pairing left shot defenseman has to be the top priority for the Canucks this offseason. 
And I think Gavrikov is the perfect guy to uh, to fill that slot for the Vancouver Canucks. I think if this needs to happen, and if it does happen, the Canucks can only do this if they buy out OEL right away. Because they're not getting rid of Myers. And they're not getting rid of Myers that yeah. early. When there's players on the market, a, a team's not going to want to fill up one of their one of their uh, decor decor slots with Tyler Myers for that much money. They're going to take a stab at guys like this, spend their money elsewhere before they get desperate. And if the Canucks want to be in the game for Gavrikov, they need money. And they're not they better not do it. They better not sign a guy like Gavrikov before they they've invested their money after next season and part of that money to Pedersen. They got to get that deal done before they spend a big, big amount of money. They got in trouble with this before. You know what I'm saying? They, they took care of everything yeah. else before attacking the Pedersen contract, and everything else included Jake for Tannen <laughs> and Tanner Pearson. Oh, man. No, I forgot it, it that did. this team signed Jake for Tannen before they signed Pedersen. And Tan- Holy. Yeah, and Tanner what Pearson. a joke of an And Tanner Pearson. It's just the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to... If they want to be in the sweepstakes, oh, again, man. for Gavrikov or any big free agents, they got to get rid of the biggest plug on the team, and that's Oliver ekman Larson. The guy's making way too much money. He's possibly, you know, the fifth or sixth best defenseman on the team. If this team is all bought in for next season, which they are because next season matters. Philip Ronick's here. Next season matters. They want to make a move like this. They need the money. Buy it OEL and make it happen. It's not going to come in the form of, you know, again, making sure Myers is out of here, then making a move like this. Myers isn't going anywhere. And if he is, it's I feel like it's most likely happening right like right as September creeps around. But again, I feel like there's a 0% chance uh, a team's going to trade for Tyler Myers. This this sounds like a guy you want on your team, though. And you, you keep mentioning Heronic needing a partner and you not wanting that partner to be a guy like OEL. Yeah. I know you haven't seen a lot of Heronic, but do you just feel as if this is a perfect complimentary piece? Two, I, I do, I do. I, I, I do think Gavrikov, in a sense, is, is a bit more of a flashy version of Olimata. Yeah, and, and again, okay. we've said this before, Olimata and Philip Ronick were a fantastic pairing together in Detroit. I think they had, you know, according to Money Puck, they had the third lowest expected goals against in the NHL uh, when they were paired together in Detroit this season. So Hronik needs that safe partner, someone who's defensively responsible to play with him on that left side. And again, Gavrikov fits the bill. You will see if you're looking at Gavrikov and Olimata, and again, you're, you're probably a hardcore fan like me if you're doing that, but if you watch <laughs> those two guys play, uh, Gavrikov, def- Gavrikov definitely jumps up in the rush more than Olimata does. Like, again, we saw Gavrikov score a goal against the Canucks last night where he's kind of uh, pinched in the Ozone. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was watching uh, Vegas and Los Angeles play. Gavrikov basically went on a shorthanded breakaway and scored. He scored against the Canucks as well as a member of the Blue Jackets in overtime earlier this season. So this guy does have a tendency to jump up in the play. But again, the calling card of his game is that he's defensively responsible. You know, uh, shout out to Jay Fresh here when I'm looking at uh, uh, some stats here about Gavrikov. You know, he's in the 84th percentile in terms of the competition he faces. Like he's facing stiff competition and his even strength defense is basically in the top quarter of the league despite facing, you know, stiff competition. So this guy can get it done. He's 27 years old. Uh, again, I think he's the guy, a guy that the Canucks should chase. Now, Kyle, I know you kind of threw out the the six by six. Do you think that's a, a realistic contract for Vladislav Gavrikov here? I, I didn't say six by six. I said six by six plus. Dude, based on the way you're talking about Ooh. him and based on the way 
the market's looking, and based on the need for a lot of teams to make sure next season matters, there's going to be a crop of teams that are in the playoffs every year that want them. There's going to be desperate teams like the Vancouver Canucks that want them. I feel as if that number's going to be up, man. And if this guy wins, you know, a couple rounds with the L.A. Kings, and if that happens, you know, if the Kings do win a couple rounds, you're going to guarantee that this guy's a big part of that. that. I don't know, man. I feel like that number's going up, man. The guy's got a cool name, too. It's not Gabrikov. It's Gavrikov. It's a little different. I like it, man. <laughs> I like it, man. It's, it, it's like, look at look at how I'm feeling right now. Look at how I want the Canucks to move. Year after year after year, I, I was praying. I'm not going to lie, praying the night before free agency that Jim Benning does not open up the checkbook. Please don't let this guy make any phone calls. Don't let him do anything. Anything. I swear to you, man. Because every year he did something, and he just hoped again that he would just shut it down and relax and not be allowed to do anything, and every year he effed it up. This offseason, yeah. I need them to make a move like this because they've bought in. I've bought in for next season, too. I'm not going to wish for a rebuild. I'm not going to wish you know, for, for change until you know we see some bad October and November hockey. I hope that doesn't happen. But if that doesn't happen, it means we're having a good time and things matter. And things need to matter because they're bought in. I'm all over the place. I want them to spend money. I want them to get this guy because I don't want to see Hironic play with OEL as well. I, I just don't want to see OEL play another game for the Vancouver Canucks. It's over. Do you think the Canucks and Aquilini should be allowed to sue Jim Benning for his negligence? <laughs> uh, you know, if, if Aquilini, you know, didn't have his uh, fingers in the butter as much as uh, we know he does, allegedly, <laughs> I should say, Yeah. Uh, then yes, I'd say sue his ass. But, uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, I, I think we've we've all heard the whispers. We've all heard the tea been spilled that you know, Aquilini has his that's fingers true. too much in the team. And if that's the case, it's it's your own damn fault, buddy. Um, I, I did want to say before I will we never, uh, I will this, never be ahead. friends with the gym. I'm just letting you know that. It, I have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking black coffee. I'm drinking a lot of water, eating some bananas. I'm going to try getting up to the year, the year 100 in this thing called my life, all right? And for the next 70 years, I promise you, I will never be friends with a dude named Jim. Unless Jim Houston wants to hop on the show, I'll, I'll switch it up, but only for Jim Houston. Because of what Jim Benning did for, to this franchise, yeah. I'm not trusting no Jims. Can't trust no Jim. One thing quick on Jim Houston, then I'm going to give you a couple contract comparables before break. I, I met Jim Houston as a kid once. Dude, super nice guy. Yeah. I was out for a walk with my mom, and I think he was out for a walk with his sons, and he was like, beautiful day today, isn't it? I was like, <laughs> is that Jim Houston? Like, yo, this guy's just living on cloud nine, man. This guy's practicing. Yo, he was this guy's yeah, always he was practicing. <laughs> always put, in, put <laughs> yeah. it on a show. <laughs> That's what I felt like when I saw him. Man. Yeah. Unbelievable. In terms of Gavrikov and contracts, so I, I want to throw a couple out there. Um, yeah, I think in that six-ish million dollar range is uh, is pretty much bang on for what he's going to cost. Again, twenty-seven years old. Uh, he's probably going to be the number one right or left shot defenseman, I should say, on the market. Here are a couple of contracts that I'm I'm kind of thinking are comparable. Uh, Mackenzie Weger, when he got traded to Calgary, he signed an eight-year extension, six point two five million dollar cap hit. Travis Sanheim, who I think is an inferior player to Gavrikov, he signed the exact same contract, eight years, $6.25 million. Again, the Flyers, the way they do business there is pretty dumb, so don't be like Philly. Um, Hampus Lindholm, who might be one of the biggest steals in the NHL right now, signed a eight-year deal worth $6.5 million. So, you know, if you're the Canucks and you're negotiating, you're going like, look, we like you, but you're not Hampus Lindholm. So you, tr you want to keep it under that $6.5 million number. Um, but again, it's probably going to be in that kind of $6.25 million range. 
Yeah, that's kind of one I think. If it can get um, to like year seven, of, if it can get to year seven, like a seven year deal, you probably you can you can get that number a little lower, a little lower. Yeah. But if it's like five or six years, I don't know. I feel like that there's a possibility that a, 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 a team could get desperate and just get closer to seven, which is, I know it sounds super crazy, but I think we're gonna see a lot mm-hmm. of teams being desperate this off season, just with uh, another year with uh, the cap being weird and things having to move and players getting older. I don't know. I just, I just feel like something desperate is gonna happen, man, for real. You know how, like, a couple years ago that happened, that Louis Erickson year and the Milan Lucic year and the Kyle Capozzo year? Like, I feel like this offseason is going to be one of those where a lot of teams are going to be spending Oof. too much. And That is yeah. that is spicy. I haven't seen it quite that bad since uh, uh, since 2016. But uh, I like to think teams have learned their lessons. But, hey, old old habits die hard, right, buddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in our next day, leave us actually in the comments first. You know, let us know. Like, if Gavrikov signs for... Seven years, six point five million dollars. Is that something as a Canuck fan you're happy with? Let us know in the comments. And when I say comments, I'm talking about our YouTube page. I don't know if you can leave comments on on podcasts. Otherwise, or you could also hit you, us up on Twitter. You actually as can. Leave, well, you can actually leave comments on. No, can you leave comments on Spotify episodes now? I think so. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Just let us know on YouTube or wherever you can comment. Why don't you try listening to us on on every platform and see if you can leave comments? <laughs> and let us know. That would, we'd really appreciate that. And yeah. uh, we uh, we love you and thank you for listening. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about Bo Horvat, Curse of the Islanders, and a few other things in Trevor's Notes presented by Kyle. But first, we need to tell you that no grand slams, no hitters, double plays, they are back. And there's no better place to get in on the action, on the MLB action, than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Now, Kyle, I hear the Blue Jays are making some noise because it's pretty much shoved down my throat whenever I turn on Sportsnet. So if I decide to turn to the dark side, actually, if I decide to bet against the Blue Jays and I want to you know, make a little extra money, bet against those Blue Jays, I could do so on FanDuel with same game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Watching baseball zero times this year. I'm just being honest, man. Yeah. I'm telling the people, yeah. Last, la- la- last episode, I told the people I'm a courageous young man, okay? For real. I'm going in the trenches. I'm looking after my people's, uh, people's homes. Uh, I'm, I'm stopping a, a, a potential burglary on my homie's behalf. Why? Because, again, drinking black coffee, uh, I'm, a, I'm a tough Hindu here on Locked On Canucks. And I'm honest, I'm, I'm not going to watch no baseball. Will I bet on some baseball, though? Potentially, because a lot of my friends are gamblers now. So I can just follow their lines, use FanDuel, and make some money. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. Uh, before we get into this Bo Horvat thing, Trevor, man, you know... I was thinking about this the other day, man, and we touched on this two weeks ago, and I want it to happen, man. I want it to happen next season. I, your your family's getting bigger, and I want November to come around and December to come around and, and the holidays to come around, and the, I want the Canucks to matter, and I want them to be winning games, and I want your family getting getting Canuck jerseys, all of them, all four, four members of the family, all different sizes, all different shapes, all getting Canucks jerseys, for Christmas, and you're proud of it. 
I, I know you want to cry right now because you're picturing it. This is what you dreamt of yeah. your whole life. Moments like this. And if the Canucks continue to lose games, they follow this path. If, if October and November are bad, I said the seats, the seats will be empty. Another thing will ha- that will happen is the the continue the continu- continuation. I'm sorry of less children cheering for the Vancouver Canucks, and I'm I'm done with that. You know, my, my daughter is a full-on Canucks fan, and I'll tell you a funny story. So right now, I know if you're watching on YouTube, you can't see until now, but I'm actually oh. wearing a, an old-school Buffalo Sabres jersey right now. It's a hand-me-down from my daddy had it in the 70s. And, you know, I'm, I'm off of the Sabres making the playoffs right now. Go, Sabres, go. Pull it off. It'd be a cool story. And so, anyways, my, my daughter sees me wear it today, and she's like, no, wear your other jersey. Nice, dudes. <laughs> wow. She's like, way yeah. more loyal than you are. You're just a yeah. phony. Phony father. Yeah, she, hasn't, she, she hasn't suffered through what I've suffered through, so you know it's it makes sense. You know she's loyal. She's loyal. I appreciate that. No, you should appreciate that, and you should stop being such a phony in front of your family for real. Okay, let's move on to Trevor's notes. My second favorite part of the show, Bagsy man, you a smart guy. You love this team. I love this team too, and I'm curious to see what what we learn here on Trevor's notes. Oh, wrong button. I'll click it now. I'll edit this. <laughs> Okay, you got a lot of notes here, and I know you want to talk about Bo Hor- Horvat, but we'll, we'll save that till the end of this section, okay? Besser, right. nominated, nominated, I'm sorry, for the Masterson. Great dude. Great dude. Still trade him. <laughs> hey, I agree. If you can uh, if you can get off that cap hit, maybe get a third-line center, uh, I think that's the best-case scenario for the Canucks. Well, I know... Uh, you know, shout out to Crash McGregor. He's really fired up about our best for William Carlson take. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, let's let's see something like that. We did we did list six other options again. If you missed that episode of Lockdown Canucks, go check it out from last week. Uh, trading Brock Besser for a potential third line center. Well, dude, okay, great dude, one of the best dudes out there. It's been pretty clear that he is what a human being should be, and that's really really humble and uh, understanding that other people matter really matter your neighbors matter your the strangers around you matter you know he's just a good human being he's a good hockey player he's just one of those pieces that can be moved to bring something else in to change the makeup of this team going into a season you know that that's another thing too bringing new faces to the top of the core at the beginning of training camp different different needs to happen needs to happen in my yeah, opinion 100% okay kratsov kratsov invisible with PD and an 84% chance that he will be he will be invisible at Canucks training camp because I don't think I don't know I don't think he's coming back I think it's over. Yeah, I I have the same feeling. Like you know this guy I know he can go to Russia play top six and you know make some dough and he just doesn't seem to have like the intuition or the hockey IQ to keep up with the NHL game. Like I just I see him puck watching. I know he's trying to throw the body around and impress Taka, which is nice, but. You know, for a guy who's a top 10 pick who should have all this offensive instinct and even when we traded for him, I listened to scouting reports from uh, some other guys who just talked about how high his hockey IQ was. Like, I just don't see it in Vancouver mm-hmm. at all. And I don't know if it's just if it's work rate or if he's out of shape or if he's just truly lost out there. But I have a hard time picturing him, picturing him coming back to the Vancouver Canucks. Again, he's an RFA. He's due for a new deal. Would not be surprised if he uh, decided to, to go back to Russia during the offseason here. Or just... Not like maybe he still wants to give the NHL another crack, but I just don't think it's going to happen in 
Vancouver, I don't think it's that much of a loss for Vancouver. They took a swing. It is what it is. No, it's, it was all, it was pretty much a no-lose trade, right? Exactly. Seventh, Will seventh round pick in the William Lock. Yeah. What is, it's whatever. I will say if there's one reason why Kratsov could come back, it's apparently, you know, he's just really good friends with Pod Colson, and maybe Pod Colson's in his ear. Like, <laughs> I don't know why Pod Colson would be in his ear, though, because it's like, well, I've been here for two years, and I've gone to three head coaches. It's a bit of a shit show here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really think the Canucks are going to be listening to uh, what Pod Colson wants happening uh, for this team. I, I think it's, I, I think about the right deal, though, the Canucks would bring him back and give him a shot and say, hey, you got to earn your spot. But does is that what Krasov wants? That's the main question for me. Mm-hmm. Is that what... He wants, and again, we, we talked about it with the Besser thing. I'm not saying Besser's bad for training camps, but just there's no chances. You're not taking any chances. You want the right energy, the right level of competitiveness the whole way through in training camp, and you want everyone to be bought in. Even those people that are not going to be making the team, you just want everyone being bought in. B- bought in. So, again, the competitive nature of that training camp is brought up to a, a whole other level because we heard it early, and we saw it early. Dude, last September sucked for this team. And the rest of the year sucked for the team as well. Kuzmenko benched again. Tockett, trying to teach him a lesson. I think Tockett knows that this guy's going to be a huge part, a huge part of this organization moving forward, such a huge part of Pedersen's success as well. It's just the truth. And I think even though they want to win games, they understand in this instance that, that it's probably best to teach this guy a lesson in game 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82. They already locked him up, teaching those lessons so that, again, he comes into September knowing that he has to do more than just score 40 goals. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it sounds weird <laughs> when you say it like that, but I, I know exactly what you mean. It's yeah. uh, I don't want to use the Russian stereotype, but, I mean, he he is just not – He's not super strong defensively, you know. He's just a bit of floating in the defensive zone. He's looking, always looking kind of to break out. He's a bit ahead of the play. Again, incredibly talented, creative offensive mm-hmm. player. But there is something lacking in the defensive side of this game. And you're right. This is the time to teach him a lesson. Like, if the Canucks are fighting for their playoff lives, Kuzmenko's not getting, you know, benched on PP1 for Phil Giuseppe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. But at this time of the year, it's like, yeah, who cares? You may as well teach him the lesson, and uh, hopefully he's receptive. If if Besser is making mistakes like this this late in the season, he's still playing because I feel as if they're you know they're not as bought in. I just feel it, man. Yeah. I feel it. This is again Kuzmenko is one of the top guys on this team, and next season matters. They want him to be ready right away. Just just learn the bumps right now, okay? Tockett doesn't know if he has the right guys. Yeah, is this is this something that he he said? Are you just yeah? So there was okay. a, there was a Sportsnet article. Uh, Ian McIntyre interviewed him and basically asked if he had like the right players in place uh, to win. And Taka just said, "I don't know." <laughs> Which fair? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, they, there's obviously been a bit of a coaching bump here, and well, we know. have a winning no. record under Taka. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's a mediocre roster. And you know, it, I read a little bit about Jack Stadnika this morning. He was. Talkett just basically said, you know, I love the guy's work rate. I hope he succeeds, but he's behind other guys right now. And I think that's that's an important thing to remember. It's not just like how hard these guys work, but you actually got to earn it with your performance as well. Like it's great yeah. that Jack said Nika behind the scenes is, you know, working his rear end off, but he's arguably not one of the best 12 forwards on this team. And this team is decimated by injuries. So that says something. Meditation, man. Maybe the moment is too big. Each 
each uh, each game presents this like, oh my god, you know, this dream's coming true. I better pick it up today. I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's putting a lot of pressure on himself for each game. Because if Taka saying his work rate is good, I'm assuming that means that you know he's working out, he's practicing hard, he's you know at the rink early, leaving late. You know, he's got that down. But when the games come, like you said, you got to perform and meditate, right? Meditation. I feel like I feel like meditation cures STDs too, man. For real, that's what. Like honestly speaking, bro, <laughs> it just cures oh, everything. Wait, you know, twenty twenty three. This is some hokey medical advice right here. My goodness. <laughs> Straight up. Okay. Last note. Bo Horvat, you know, says what he says over the weekend. Basically, says Vancouver sucks. Or F- Vancouver. That's what he said. He said F- Vancouver. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. He said that over the weekend, and the Islanders might not make the playoffs. You know, he compared again the Islanders fan base and how how rabid they're being and how emotional they are compared to, you know, what Vancouver gave them. And remember, they're actually in a playoff fight. The fans are going to be louder. Don't blame us. Blame yourself, Horvat. But now they might miss the playoffs, and that would be really funny. Honestly, I hope it happens. Yeah, Oh, at the end of the day, it's they don't control their own destiny anymore. Like, they need to win against the Canadians this week. It's their last game. But now they need help. Because Florida's ahead of them with 92 points in 81 games. The Islanders have 91 points in 81 games. The Pittsburgh Penguins have a game in hand and have 90 points. So, again, they, they basically need Pittsburgh to win one of their last two games. And let me tell you who the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing here. They are playing the Chicago Blackhawks and the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> no, that's good, man. I'm oh, glad. good luck, Bo. You might have cursed your team, buddy. I love it. I love it. He spoke too soon, that's too, hilarious. because if they don't make the playoffs... Bro, delete all your social media, Horvat, because you think the Vancouver Canuck fans are going to come after you? The Islanders fans are going to really come after you. It's going to happen. Yeah. Because then they can look at the stats. They can look at the contract. They can look at what you said. You know, he, he, he's, he's got to perform here. But I, I don't want to talk too much about Horvat because he talked crap about my city. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it when the Islanders miss the playoffs. Again, the Florida Panthers, in their last game to play Carolina, not going to be an easy game. Carolina's still fighting for top spot in the Metro. Um, but yeah, Florida wins, and Pittsburgh beats up on two really, really sad opponents. <laughs> and the Islanders are out. Unbelievable. Funny times, man. Funny times. Funny times in Vancouver. Uh, that's, it, that's it for segment two. We're gonna get, we got comment corner on the other side. Uh, no ad read, just the local ads here. You're listening to Locked On Canucks. You're back. You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, your team every day. Shout to Mother Nature because the sun is coming out here on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, sending blessings your way, speaking about the people. Let's read the comments, right? Comment Corner, the best part of the program. We're nothing without you. Yes, like us or hate us. It's always go Canucks. Go. Here we got J-Dak. Begsy needs to take a few tokes. My guy was fuming. Dude, Trevor's a family man, dude. And Trevor's Trevor's off that, man. He's not doing no. Nah, there's wow. no there's no way. Yeah, sure. We'll go we'll go with that. We'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> Come on, Trevor. You gotta hang it up. You gotta hang up the, the zigzags, you know? No, no, no. The, z- the zigzags <laughs> are just tucked away, man. And I think I commented back to J-Dak. You know, it's that's part of, that's part of the problem, you know. I it's been over a month for me for, for, you know, you know, weed, alcohol, any of that stuff. I've been, been studying hard. Day job's been busy. So 
you know, my, my, my time will come to chill out, but obviously I need it probably sooner rather than later. Cause I was, uh, I was pretty fired up yesterday. Bro, Cheech is retiring this week. You, you got to roll, roll the fat one. And if you need a place to roll up, I'll Uber you down, dude. South fan. Yeah. Let's get it. Sounds Let's get good, it. Buddy. Okay. One love, one love. Locked on Canucks. Next comment. He should have owned it. Well, this is, he's talking about Bo Horvat when he took back his comment over the weekend. It makes sense for him to feel fed up with playing for so many years for an NHL club that hasn't been close to being a contender, especially after playing for a club that has a lot had a lot of success in the juniors. Obviously not a classy move, but understandable. You know what, man? After uh, after seeing what he said and how he apologized for it and after seeing the Islanders' situation in the standings, I understand it only because it's pretty clear that Bo Horvat is not that smart. He's not that smart. <laughs> because if you're gonna make a comment like that, you gotta wait till game eighty two at least, you know? Get into the dance. Yeah, seriously. You should have waited until they clinch, man. I mean, it's I feel like that comment's gonna come to bite him in the ass. And uh, honestly, Bo Horvat's gonna feel really bad about it if the Islanders miss the playoffs. But I could care less about that, baby, because this is Vancouver and you wanna trash our city and then miss the playoffs. I think that just kind of says it all right there. You wanna trash our city? And then, yeah, you know, uh, play for a team that might still make the playoffs. Of course, we're going to make fun of you. And honestly, again, this city collectively for for years and years and years, not not really spent a lot of minutes blaming you for what we were going through. Just the truth. Horvat did not get a lot of blame. And I think based on his words this weekend, based on the potential results of the Eastern Conference standings this week, he's going to get it. He's going to get it, and I am betting that he's going to get some boo birds when he comes to Vancouver next season. Maybe, like, he doesn't, it's not as loud because of what's going to happen this week with the Islanders. Like, maybe if they miss the playoffs, you know, as a fan base, we'll be able to get rid of some of this team by making fun of him and just dogging him for a bit, and that way we can show some love when he comes back. But regardless, if I'm at that game when the Islanders come, Dude, it's you know you know what I you know what my sign is gonna say. Boo Horvat, all right. That's what it's gonna say. <laughs> that's what it's gonna say. Oh, uh, that's child. That's childish, but uh, <laughs> that's pure gold all at the same time. I I, I love it, buddy. Oh man, Boo Horvat. <laughs> hey, shout out to the shout out to the comments. Subscribe, hit the like button, and let's put more bacon on Trevor's growing family's table, and put bacon yeah. on my table too, man. Turkey bacon, you know, for real. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple shout-outs before we get out of here as well. Shout-out to the Ottawa Senators with their win last night. A guarantee that the Canucks will at least be in a bottom 11 spot and have a shot at Bedard. So, you know, that's nice. That's nice. Shout-out to the Washington Capitals who beat the Islanders last night. They have now temporarily moved ahead of the Canucks in the standings. Again, they got two really tough games. The Canucks got two really easy games. But shout-out to Washington for at least making a smile for a night. Kyle, shout out to you, man. I love doing the show with you, buddy. Oh, we're going to run the draft simulator one more time. Of course, before we go, man. Locked on Canucks, Kyle Mound, Trevor Beggs. Let's click the button. 6.5% chance the Canucks do this. No, the 6% chance. I'm sorry. At the eight spot. Let's see what happens. We didn't. No, it didn't work again. Chicago wins. Chicago wins. Bedard. Anaheim gets the second pick. Canucks draft at nine, I think. Anyways. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you tune in the, this episode of Locked On Canucks, and we thank you for listening to us here on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Now make your second listen game to game. Locked On NHL, every moment, every performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across Locked On NHL, 
with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. By the way, the Canucks do play a meaningless game against the Anaheim Ducks tonight. It only means something if they lose and help those uh, lottery odds a bit more. Uh, if you don't want to watch the game, don't worry. I-, I will take the bullet. I will watch it for you. And if anything interesting happens, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Canucks. Starting off, I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And we thank you for listening to this episode of Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.